welcome to Stacy on the Right, the podcast. It's your hostess with the most is Stacy on the Right, Stacy Washington. And it's my pleasure to have with us today a wonderful guest who's going to be chatting with us about the work that he's doing. We have Chad Connolly, former GOP National Director of Faith and Engagement. And he's joining us to talk about faithwins.us, faithwins.us. Chad, thank you for your time today. Stacy, thank you for all you're doing and fighting the call for our nation, girl. I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you have time to chat with us today. I'm on your website, faithwins.us, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful website, and it says engaging pastors in the public arena and they have a place where you you can actually type in your email address to get updates and subscribe you have published podcasts and take action today what is faith wins and what are you guys doing well the short version stacy and again i'm honored to be on here and i so appreciate your leadership in these crazy times we need people of faith to stand up and just be honest and tell people exactly what's going on faith wins was birthed out of just the lord working in my heart for years that Christians got to be involved. And I got involved in my local party in South Carolina. I wrote a book on American Christian history and free enterprise and the impact God's made in our nation. Um, I, I traveled, I've spoken all over the country and the world about God's role in America and the freedom we enjoy. In 2010, a fellow named Mick Mulvaney was running for U.S. Congress in South Carolina. I was a county party chairman for a local GOP. And we strategically picked out churches and precincts to maximize the Christian vote. I'd seen people do it. I'd not seen them measure it. And I'd not seen them be real strategic. They were shotgunning, but, but helping out. In 2011, I got elected as the state party chairman in South Carolina because Mick actually won that congressional seat the first time a Republican had since Reconstruction. Of course, you may know who that is. He went on to be uh, one of President Trump's chief of staff. And so I tested it out in mixed race. I became state party chairman. I got to try it out on a bigger sense. Of course, while I was state party chairman, you probably know that South Carolina is the first in the South presidential primary state. So I did every political show on television. And on one of those shows, I had to defend my faith. I think it was an MSNBC show. And a guy named Reince Priebus, who was Trump's first chief of staff, saw me. Long and short of it, Stacey, I was very critical of the National Party for taking the faith vote for granted. I blasted them on those TV shows, and Ryan Priebus texted me. He said, hey, good job. I'm a believer, too. We should talk. That led to me becoming the first-ever National Director of Faith Engagement for either party. From 13 to 17, I stepped down as state party chairman in South Carolina, and I traveled to 43 states and spoke to some 85,000 pastors. And the goal was to maximize the Christian vote, not for, you know, I told Ryan, not just a party, not a candidate, but because Christian voices should be heard. But, of course, a guy named Donald Trump hit a record number, and 81% of self-identified evangelicals voted his way. And I left the RNC to start my own organization in 2017, and our little Faith Wins organization, even in the middle of a pandemic, we registered just under three-quarters of a million new evangelical voters in key electoral states this past fall. So that's what I'm doing now, running my own 501c3 and continue to work in pastor engagement to make sure Christian voices are maximized. And so this is what you're talking about is this is your biblical worldview coupled yep. with political action, because as Christians, we are supposed to be in the world, not of the world, Amen. but being in Amen. the world means rendering unto Caesar that which is Caesar. So we, and we're all doing that. We're all paying our taxes. Yep. But that also includes 
voting. And it, and not just saying mm, he he looks he, he's got an R behind his name, I'm going to vote for him. But actually saying, okay, R behind your name means what to you? Because I'm looking at the party platform and it's pro life. Are you pro life? It's for limited government. Are you for limited government? It's for lower taxes. Are you for lower taxes? When we hold people accountable, it helps shift the direction that they take when they're elected. Christians have to be involved, otherwise everything looks bad. As as we're seeing now with the Biden administration ungodly, completely detached from any moorings of, of faith and, and biblical values. And they're willing to lie, cheat, steal, or do anything that, that they deem necessary to gain more power. That's antithetical to the biblical worldview. Yep. Amen. And look, you you obviously talk about this a lot too, and we can't we can't put any better than Jesus did. We're to be salt and light. And if you read that scripture, if you're not salt and light, it says you're good for nothing. You should be thrown out in the street and trodden under the feet of men. I don't want to stand before the Father and be told I was good for nothing. We are to be salt and light. And I know that some people say, oh, we can't do this in the pulpit. And, you know, I don't like either party. Listen, Jesus, as we say in South Carolina, Jesus ain't running. (laughs) He's not running at any level. Therefore, it's a binary choice between two imperfect, unholy, unrighteous people. So you got to look at the issues they believe in. you got to compare those issues. Stacey, I remember a pastor in Durango, Colorado, soon after I'd taken the GOP faith position, and I probably had 50 or 55 pastors there, and he came up and he said, Chad, you know, we just, we don't do politics in the pulpit. And I said, Pastor, um, and when you don't know what to answer, you always say, what do you mean? It gives you time to, to think and ask a quick prayer. I said, Lord, better give me a line, and here's what he gave me. I said, Pastor, he said, we just don't do things that are controversial. I said, Pastor, do you preach the Bible, the whole counsel of God? And I said, you know, I don't believe the issue of life is political. I think it's spiritual. I don't believe biblical marriage is political. It's spiritual. I don't believe the defense of Israel. And just as you mentioned, boy, what a mess that's in so quickly. I don't believe the defense of Israel is political. I don't believe religious liberty is political. Those are spiritual issues that have been politicized by the left who hate our Lord and hate the things we believe in. I think a lot of them hate America. We can't let those people define our level of engagement, Stacey. And that's what I tell pastors everywhere I go. So you're like going out and activating them. You're telling them, plug into the source. And that's God. You plug into Jesus Christ and you see what he says about an issue. And then you tell your flock, you tell your sheep that you're pastoring. You tell them, hey, this is what God's word says about this issue. You'll be held accountable at the judgment seat for all of these votes. So take these votes seriously. Take them uh, not lightly. And and also, remember, not voting at all, that's also going to be something you're going to have to explain. So there is no detaching or, you know, it's all in God's control. Of course God's in control. Of course he's sovereign. But that doesn't mean we're not still supposed to tend the garden. And a part of tending the garden is voting and being activated for uh, these issues that really it's it's immoral not to vote. It's immoral not to participate because we end up with people being hurt. Some people actually dying because bad governance leads to death and destruction for those who are under it. Amen. You know, I had a pastor. I get some of the best lines from pastors who just have come awake. And this one pastor saw me speak about a year ago, and I did a meeting in his church in December during the Georgia runoff time. And he said, Chad, until I saw you speak, I was a pastor who was a two-thirds pastor. I said, what do you mean, Pastor Billy? He said, you know, God created three institutions, the family, the home, the, the, the church, and the state. He said, I was focused on the home and the church, and I ignored the state. I'm not going to be a two-thirds pastor anymore. 
I had another pastor said to me, you know, Chad, I think what you're saying is it is inconceivable that the God who created human government would want his very own people not to be involved in it. And that's the first hurdle. But you're right. We engage, we activate, we mobilize. I'll give you two projects we're doing right now. The Lord put on my heart one morning. I woke up at three in the morning about a month ago. And I decided we're going to write a thank you note to Senator Joe Manchin. Instead of beating him up, because he's probably the most powerful person in the world right now, holding the sway over this filibuster deal, as you well know. And if he caves on it, Stacey, Equality Act gets passed, and we're doing illegal church just because we meet and speak about the Bible. And so I wrote a thank you note using his words. Essentially, thank you, Senator Manchin, for promising to never vote against the filibuster. And we're now, we have 443 churches, I believe, in the state of West Virginia that are getting people to physically sign that. And also, we're pushing around on social media. And I have a pastor meeting with Senator Manchin a week from this Friday to deliver thousands of West Virginia voters' signatures, thanking him for standing strong on the filibuster vote. And that's just one project we're doing in one state to keep things going this year to tee up for voter registration going forward. So that's God's work. <laughs> because, uh, amen. you know, amen. when you're talking to these elected officials, we just take it for granted. They want to hear from us. And they don't only want to hear from us when they're when they're in the wrong. You know, we're we're so willing to email them and kind of light them on fire when they take a vote we don't like or they're acting in ways that we feel like don't you know, you didn't promise that on the campaign trail. But when it comes to saying, hey, you know what, thank you so much for taking that stand. Hey, you know, I hope you you understand how many hundreds of thousands of us or millions of us even who support and, and really honor your stance there for you taking being brave in an area because it can't be easy for him. You know, he's a Democrat, no, so he caucuses with fine. the Democrats, but he comes from a conservative state. I mean, it's a it's a yeah. conservative state and they chose him. I, I, I don't know why they chose a Democrat to lead them when they're very conservative, <laughs> but they did. And he's been yep. kind of in there trying to find common ground, trying to almost link people together on the left and the right. And the left doesn't want to work with people on the right this this go round. They've already announced the yep. Biden administration. They don't need Republicans, but they do need Republicans in that we have to put pressure on Manchin and Kristen Cinema, who she's no Christian, but she's definitely much more moderate as a Democrat. So, um, you know, encouraging people to thank their elected officials when they do a good job is also a part of what we are mandated to do. Um, yeah. So let, let's let's go back to I, I just I can't I can't stop going to the website. You have, uh, it says, help us give the church its voice, and then you can contribute. Then when you go down, it says, bearing fruit in every good work. You have 750,000 new faith voters, 11,880 churches involved, 16,902 pastors engaged, 50 states engaged, and 89 in-person events. So you are a person who likes to track results and actually put them out front so people know you're getting stuff done. And then you have posts on um, HR1, which is an evil piece of legislation, new tools for pastors and churches to engage in voter registration. In other words, and then you have videos and you have in touch. In other words, this website is something that people can use to get activated and to maybe even activate their own pastor. If people are listening and thinking, wow, I want my pastor involved, how do they get their pastor plugged into you or you into them, Chad? 
Well, it's really easy. They can go straight to faithlens.us and sign up, and you're right. We did those videos and those podcasts to speak directly to pastors who've been misinformed or wrongly informed about what they should be doing and the engagement level. But you're right. That, that's exactly what we want to do is we want to talk to those pastors that are maybe reluctant or who've been lied to, and they maybe they bought into it. Or maybe there's somebody in the church who says, Pastor, you can't do this. If somebody will go through those podcasts, I address every one of those issues. I, this past year, though, even in the middle of a pandemic, I started traveling in July. I think the flight I get on tomorrow will be my 78th flight since July. Um, when I speak on Friday morning in Florida, it'll be my 109th in-person meeting. But between July and December, I did 89 in-person meetings with 2,965 pastors. I'll tell you why I started tracking it so specifically. Now, and these are this is not hyperbole. These are the ones we tracked. I had 37 bivocational pastors that contracted with me this past year, and we tracked how many voter rates voters they register in their churches. But I got tired of hearing from the political consultants, oh, yeah, yeah, we know the Christian vote matters, but you can't measure it. We decided and determined we were going to measure it. I figured my political background at that level had taught me that we've got to be able to prove what we're doing, not talk in terms of, you know, fluffy clouds and painted pictures, but be exact as we possibly could. But Stacy, that doesn't include, I have dozens of pastors who said, Chad, I promoted to my buddies. I didn't have a way of tracking that, so we're working on improving, being able to track the ripple effect going forward. But it is important we let people know Christian voices should not just be heard. They ought to be heard loudly at the city, the state, and the federal level in every election, Stacey. So there's there's metrics, there's quantifiable data, there's tracking, um, and and you even have a video here, which I love. I love it when people say, uh, we can't dot, dot, dot. And then your response is, oh, let me tell you why we can. And you do a video. Then not only does that person learn why you can, but everyone, uh, you know, any person can learn this. And you have objection to the separation of church and state. And you explain why that's nonsense. Uh, You have uh, identify key people in the states, build relationships, voter registration drives. You talk about a, a lot of different things here in your videos. Objection three, politics is a dirty business, which, you know, I have to say, for those of us who are Christians, we know that in, it's not just in Christianity, but in every area of life, we have to clean things repetitively. We have to clean our That's kitchens. Right. We have to clean our cars. We have to clean our dogs. That's we have to clean our bodies. So if we have to clean those things repetitively, why, why wouldn't we have to clean Washington? Why wouldn't we have to clean government? Why wouldn't we have to clean um, you know, the, the political landscape? If we leave it and say, yeah, we're going to focus on cleaning our homes, but we don't clean up our political processes at the local level or in schools or in politics, then those areas will become increasingly filthy until we can't deal with them. You know, it's like a place you have to burn down, a hoarder's house where you can't clean it up. You just have to burn it to the ground and start over. We don't want that. Nope. No, we don't. And all we want to be at Faith Wins is a conduit and a resource for pastors. We don't want to burden them. There is one more way they can stay in touch. Now, we're going to have to change this because they're getting rid of the five digit. But somebody can text us. The number to text is 76076. In the phone number line, 76076, in the message, put faith wins. One word, you got to delete this, the space that the, the thinker tries to put in there, right? But one word, faith wins. So text 76076, faith wins. It'll send you a link. We'll tell you how to get voter registration done in your church. It'll link back to our site for the videos that you need, the resources you got to have. And we'll stay in touch with you because, Stacey, I'm going to be in your state 
with pastor meetings with a guy named David Barton from Wall Builders this late summer and fall to do exactly what you're talking about, educating, activating, and mobilizing Christians so their voices are heard and the church actually finds its voice. So please, 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 please uh, email me an invitation to that. We had uh, Pastor Barton, he came out to speak to our prayer breakfast that we organized um, and this, it was me and, and two girlfriends. We, we set it up. I was the MC, and we had a couple hundred pastors in the room and this wonderful presentation by Pastor Barton. And that was before, that was actually before the midterm uh, when, yeah. when Trump was president. And then we had, again, the same prayer breakfast a couple years later, right before this last election, where a couple hundred pastors showed up and were, were fed a wonderful word uh, by another fantastic speaker. So, I, I would love to attend that and be able to hear from him and and from you here in Missouri. It would be wonderful. And to make sure that my pastor gets an invitation. He has been standing in the pulpit, not just preaching and teaching the word of God, but also showing us how God's word connects up with what we're seeing politically and which which way we're supposed to go. Not because of Trump, not because of Republicans, but because God's word says, and therefore we as Christians have to vote. And it's been it's been electrifying. People are coming in in droves and learning. And uh, it, and that's what pastors are supposed to be doing. And you're facilitating that. So I just want to say for, before we before we say goodbye here, thank you for taking the gift that God has given you for political organization and activism and using it for the kingdom, because it is how we can all become better stewards and better tenders of this garden uh, so that we won't be found wanting or lacking when it's our turn to go to the judgment seat. Amen and amen. And look, thanks for what you're doing. We need leadership in this world. And isn't it amazing? My Bible says this morning, God put me and you right here, right now, Stacey. He chose to us for us to be here right now to help solve the problems for the kingdom on earth as we sit here, not just for our nation, but for the kingdom on earth. So God bless you what you're doing. You will definitely get an invitation, and I look forward to seeing you and meeting in person. I can't wait. I love a good get together, and I especially love it when there's a great speaker. I learned so much. Ah, when he spoke. So yes, David Barton, can't wait to hear him. Can't wait to meet you in person. Uh, And and so until then, uh, the Lord's blessings upon you and the travels that you're doing and and just can't wait to see what else you're going to do with faithwins.us. Thank you for joining us today, Chad Connolly. Thank you, Stacey. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Chad Connolly, former GOP National Director of Faith Engagement. He is now running Faith Wins, and he's doing such great work there. I encourage you to click the show notes, uh, the link in the show notes, so that you can check it out as well. And before we head off, I want to share with you um, the Alliance for Shared Health. They have an option that does not support abortion, that does not go against God's word in the funding of things that are ungodly with your health insurance money. This is not health insurance, it's health sharing. And you can join over 40,000 households and become a member. When you do that, you're sharing in the health expenses, but it's a monthly premium that you're paying. So it's 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 completely similar to what you're doing now. And you have a virtual care provider that's free. You have prescription cards so that you can go into the prescription, go into your pharmacy, get your prescriptions picked up. You have lab and imaging tests available to you. They're discounted at up to 80% off. Open enrollment is now, and you can save up to 70%. You can save 70% off of monthly premiums and make a difference in the lives of others who share your values. So reach out. Go to stacyontheright.com or familyvisionmedia.org. Click the banner ad, sign up, and you'll be a part of something amazing. You'll be sharing, you'll be saving, and that can start today. 
It's the Alliance for Shared Health. Changing healthcare, changing lives. Oh, I love a good interview. And I love being here with you on the podcast. We'll do more of this very soon. Until then, God bless and find me at stacyonway.com. <laughs>